If you can take a colorful, talented person and add them to your roster of your favorite team, it can make a big difference. And there is a professor who thinks this would be actually a great deal, even if it does end us end up costing us a half a billion dollars. Mike Narain joins us right now. Nice to have you. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Okay, so break it out. Why would this be a good deal? Well, I mean, the, the, the first step is it's not our money, right? It's Rogers's money. So anyone who's paying $60 sure. plus a month for their cell phone bills knows that like, they, they feel like they're contributing to this. But in the grand scheme of things, and, and in all seriousness, when you acquire a, a player, you typically acquire them for their on-field performances. And that's uh, that's obviously what would be happening here, too. But you also get the added benefit of the off-the-field marketing ability of a Shohei Otani. You know, if, if uh, you look at the New York Yankees who just acquired Juan Soto. Juan Soto is a great right fielder. You know, he, he will hit his home runs and get his ribbies. But how marketable is Juan Soto to the Dominican Republic and, and to Latin America in terms of bringing in new dollars and advertisers? No, it's not going to move the needle. Whereas Shohei Otani has what uh, I, I call the Ichiro effect. Um, the Japanese market is the second largest market when it comes to baseball in the world um, in terms of media and, and advertising and so outside of the United States. And so it makes a lot of sense for Shohei Otani to bring and galvanize that community um, wherever he goes. And we saw that with Ichiro in Seattle, you know, people from Seattle or from Japan, rather flew to Seattle, they bought the jerseys, and advertisers would also partner with the team. And so, you know, for Rodgers and the Blue Jays, it not only makes sense for the on-field performance that Shohei can bring, but definitely the off-field stuff too. Well, and you've also offered that it may make it easier to bag other players to persuade them to come play for the Blue Jays, because it makes us look like players, and also maybe they just want to play with Otani. Yeah, definitely. Now, the, the, the Jays are up against a tight window here. So just, just from an on-field perspective, one of the things that we have to be cognizant of is, you know, we're, we're potentially losing Matt Chapman. Um, but then uh, Bo Bichette and, and Vlad Guerrero's contracts are coming up. And, and after their entry-level deals, their rookie-scale contracts, they're going to both want max dollars. And so the Jays' window is somewhat closing. But if you bring in an, an acquirer talent like Shohei Otani, you extend the window a bit more because you've not only brought like, like at the end of the day in the modern era, baseball is an arms race. It's been talked about all time immemorial um, in the last 20, 30 years that you need to have pitchers. Well, the Jays have brought in Kevin Gossman. They've brought in Hunjin Ryu. And now if you can bring in a Shohei Otani, granted, he's not going to pitch until 25. But in the interim, he's going to rake 30 to 40 home runs. Uh, you'll take that bet and hope that you can extend your your winning window here while you still have you know team control over George Springer, Kevin Gossman, and, and some of the other guys I mentioned like uh, Bichette and Guerrero. So yeah, it, it, it puts Toronto on the map. We've already been doing that with the Springer and Gossman acquisitions, even the Hunjin Ryu acquisition. But I would also say this: you know, people are still kind of doubting us. What we do here in Toronto, right? Is uh, you know, it's, it's never going to happen for us. It's unlikely. Blah blah blah. All these sorts of things. But one of the reasons why you know toronto's in the mix here is because shohei also wants a quieter feel and i know that toronto is a big hustle and bustle city i was born and raised there you know we all drive down the, the gardner expressway but the, the the traffic on the gardner is nothing compared to the traffic on the 405 in los angeles folks like trust me 
it's it's not it's not even close so you know whatever we're going through in toronto when it comes to gridlock it's nothing compared to los angeles and and even you know anaheim quote unquote so if, if shohei signs with toronto don't be surprised that that i told you you, you can take the audio clip too I, and that i told you so but it, it one of the reasons why it would not only be because it would be half a billion dollars uh, us but because it's a quieter feel compared to the U.S. media market. You probably heard this clip while you were standing by to come on the show. This is Jerry Harrison Jr. advising uh, Otani not to come to Toronto. I've heard that their Toronto Blue Jays are involved. Great franchise. Oh, Canada. You'd have to listen to two national anthems up there, bro. Their taxes would crush you. You're going to have a chance to make 500 or 600 million. We, it's, Canada's too cold, man. You're in your lovely Newport Beach home. You can commute if you want to stay there to Dodger Stadium every single night. Okay, so is that good advice? It's, well, you know, Jerry Harrison Jr. was a, a suspect, you know, baseball. He was, he was a good ball player. Obviously, he was in the pros. But, I mean, it's, it's a complete doorknob answer. For, those of, and for anyone who's ever been to Dodger Stadium, who's been to Chavez Ravine, I've been there multiple times. It is an amazing park. It literally takes you an hour to drive two kilometers. It is impossible to go from his Newport Beach home to Dodger Stadium in less than an hour, guaranteed. So, yeah, I mean, but all the other things he's saying is just straight stupid stupidity. But it, it harkens back to when Kawhi Leonard was acquired by the Toronto Raptors. And I know we're talking now baseball, basketball, but just hear me out for a quick sure. sec, guys. Because fundamentally, the United States sports media market does not want this to happen. Why? because then they have to come to Canada. And coming to Canada doesn't do anything for their bottom line when it comes to ratings. The Nielsen ratings don't uh, penetrate through the, the invisible border that we have. Uh, it doesn't cross Niagara Falls. It stops. All the households that they track in the United States are in the contiguous United States. And so when you, they have to come and te televise the Raptors or when ESPN or TNT or TBS have to come up and, and Fox have to talk about the Blue Jays, it doesn't help their ratings in the United States, and that impacts their ability to get advertisers. So fundamentally, what Harrison and others are saying in the U.S. comes back to and harkens back to an economic argument for them selfishly that they don't want this to happen. But for us, you know, we're the redheaded stepchild in the situation. We're like, look, we're going to get ours now. Like this, this is an opportunity for us to, to pump above our weight. Um, in a way that we haven't seen since the Raptors won and a way in which we hadn't seen prior to that since the Blue Jays won in 92-93. But if you, if you draw the, the line all the way back, you know, time is the flat circle. If you draw it all the way back to 92-93, you'll see that, you know, the media didn't want to cut, like the U.S. did not love coming up to Toronto for 92-93. But then, you know, we had no choice. Toronto was, the Blue Jays were the best team for the two for two straight years and probably would have played the Expos in 94 had, had the strike not happened. So, um, you know, all, all these things to say, Shohei Otani would be making a decent decision coming to the AL East. It is a highly competitive division, unlike the AL West. You know, the Angels are, he is literally carrying the Angels on a daily basis uh, with him and Mike Trout. You know, with the Jays, he's got a, more of a load. It's a quieter market in the grand scheme of things, you know, relative to L.A., Chicago, um, even San Francisco, for that matter. 
Um, you know, and, and just really quickly, I, I know I'm running out of time, but even some of the things Harrison's saying uh, is just straight wrong. Like when he talks about the taxation issue, like Blue Jays players are taxed. There's a reciprocal agreement between Canada and the United States. So it's not like you get taxed that much more in Canada as you would in the state of California, which has one of the highest tax rates in the United States. So it's, it's not... Uh, and it's not a fair comparison to say, well, it's better to live in L.A. than than to pitch in Toronto. If, right. if Shohei wants to play for the Blue Jays and, and win an AL pennant, then that's his prerogative. And he would have a great roster in Toronto to do so. Uh, he would have a great roster in Los Angeles with the Dodgers to do so as well. So fundamentally, it comes down to where he feels most comfortable. And quite honestly, if I can, the, the last bit I'll say is sure. the renovations they've done to Roger Center are fantastic. The renovations that are about to get done on the 100 level are going to be fantastic. And the renovations, most importantly, in Dunedin are world class. And that might be the straw that breaks the camel's back here is uh, instead of playing his summer league in Arizona, going to Dunedin, Florida, and having a great time at that world class facility might actually right. put the Jays over the top. Thanks a lot for this, Professor. No, have a great day. Mike Narain from Brock University.